In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. 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 Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick. of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick. Give me that D. Hello. We are back. Whoop whoop. We uh both just got some vaccination action, so we were kind of down for the count last week. Four days of just me feeling like I had a hangover. It was awful. Where is this though? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephanie got the Johnson and Johnson, so one and done, so that's great. Yep. Uh I got my first shot of Pfizer on Friday and very minimal arm pain, which was awesome. Like it felt like a medium to slightly intense arm day at the gym so like whatever used yep. to that um and then i <laughs> was just fucking exhausted like could barely function not like barely function but like if i had the choice to be on the couch and watch love island i was gonna take it because i was tired yes yeah that was we were supposed to do some recording on Saturday and that just, it wasn't going to happen. Just couldn't, couldn't be me. I was like exhausted. Like just, and then with the kids and then Jordan, Jordan didn't feel bad the first day after we had the shot. It was the next day for him that he felt not, and nothing near how bad I felt the night before, but then we both were just like haggard, like mm. like just scuttling around the house. It was sad, but <laughs> we'll feel good now. My arm is still just like a little bit sore. Mine doesn't feel it at all. We're both waving our arms around. Very reasonable. Mine doesn't feel it at all anymore. Um, I did go to bed for the first time in months before Jeremy, which was interesting. I was like falling asleep on the couch. I'm like, like we, the, we even like the next day, I was like, I don't remember anything have we watched for the last <laughs> however long it was of love island so we had to go back because i had no memory of it because i had fallen asleep uh i went to bed was passed out by the time he got into bed and i slept a good 12 hours <laughs> nice. we're pretty late which was really great because i mean he always lets me sleep in the morning he usually gets up with the girls on any given day i don't know how i earned that privilege but i will take it um yeah, yeah he let me sleep in and then i took a nap and then I was like, kind of wide. It was honestly like later Saturday night into Sunday, I started feeling a little better. But then Sunday we were supposed to do the do this housework, and then we couldn't because our the person that was coming to do it, uh, Jordan's stepdad, got called away by his brothers to do other tasks. So oh. we're doing it this weekend. It's fine. It had rained, so um, it was maybe gonna be slick, but it's supposed to rain this Saturday, so I don't really know when things are gonna happen, but. Hopefully we'll get these damn birds out of my air vent so that they don't chirp in the morning on the weekends. Or so the they're weekend. living in the air vents? Yeah, they got in. Because they during a storm this past fall, I guess the little flappy bits got broken off and then they moved in. Uh, we had heard like them a little bit and then it turned to winter and we never heard them again. So we're like, great. As soon as it warms up, we'll put new face plates on there and we'll put the pest guard mm. ones up. And then we, I guess we didn't get there fast enough. They moved in in February. And we've been trying to get this done, but it's just the way things go. But we got everything we need now. So now it's just a matter of getting um, a tall ladder. So that's what we're waiting for. And having Daryl here is just nice because, you know, it's just having like a dad around. 
um, is nice. I I got really lucky with having my in-laws because I don't have, like, my mom doesn't live in state. And my dad and I don't talk or see each other. So it's nice having, like, a dad. Girl, same. I mean, yeah. both of my parents are deceased and I have literally the best in-laws I could ever yeah. ask for. Like, yeah. If we needed something and help with something, Tom would be over here in an instant to help make it happen. Yeah, it's, like, really nice having that. I mean, because, like, even when I was a kid, I didn't really have it with my own dad so much. Um, uh, I mean, like, my dad's a computer programmer, so, like, anything computer, yeah, he could fix. But, like, I don't, I never really, I don't have that, like, my dad, you know, I mean, he fixed, like, the roof and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I just don't have that same... Uh, if something's broken, I know Daryl will fix it. I've never really had that before. So it's like yeah. really nice to have it now when we have kids. It's like just nice. You, okay, so here's the best example. You know, like if, okay, say the roads were like had too much water, like the roads were flooding, right? Mm-hmm. I would be terrified to drive. But if Daryl was driving the car, I'd have no fear. That's how I feel about it. He's got that that energy. You know what I mean? Like I can have yeah. real life event energy. Um, I don't have that yet. I don't know if it comes with age. I don't know what it comes with. I'm going to uh, say age and experience. Like, just because you're older doesn't mean you have any idea how to h- handle that shit. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so that's, he's coming this weekend and my mother-in-law, they both have been vaccinated and have hit their um, efficacy. So, whoop, whoop. so they're going to come and me and Jordan won't have hit ours yet, um, which we'll still be a little bit at a gamble, but they're... They're not seeing extra people this week and they're social distancing and having the vaccine means that you're less likely to transmit and all the And you guys, I mean, you guys aren't going anywhere other than to get to the grocery store. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it would just be them bringing something here. But because they've had the vaccine, they've said that it's the chance of transmission is so much lower. So, yes, I'm not going to stress myself about it. We've done everything right. Um, It is what it is at this point. Uh. But yeah, it's nice because like hopefully once you get your second shot and things, we can mean you can record in real life. Oh my god, I cannot wait, Jeremy! Not this Friday, but next is Jeremy's hopeful when he'll get his second dose. Nice. And I am scheduled for May third. Love it. So by the end of May. Yeah, by the end of May we can do in person shit. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah, that's it's been a it's been a really crazy few weeks this April. I will yeah but yeah yeah and you've been active like really busy with writing yeah I've written over 20,000 words um and that's with having three days of just like if I write it hasn't been that much but I've been trying to get back into it last night I got like almost 1,900 words damn the night before that I had 2,400 um I shoot for 3,000 every night that's like the goal is 3,000 um and I can do that in about three hours that's awesome um i'm getting faster which is crazy but my i did something goofy with the kids and now my right my dominant hand from my elbow to my wrist there's like a strain like almost like um like restless leg syndrome feeling oh no like it's like is it like nummy no, I, that's not it. I can't explain it to anyone. Or like, like pins and needly? No, it's like, I don't, I can't explain it. And like, that's, I was like looking it up and trying to figure out like what's going on, but I can't. Uh, I don't, I think I just like, I, I felt Do you think happened. you did something, I did you think you did something to a nerve and it's doing weird shit? Possibly. And I felt it like kind of, I felt, I don't know. I felt the first time I recognized it happening was me picking Cleo up off the floor the other day. Mm. Um, And like, I pick her up funny because she's like, you know. At a weird angle. A little squish bump. A little squish squish. Exactly. 
So I'm I'm sure I pulled a muscle or something stupid or pinched pinched nerve in my elbow. I'm sure it's one of those things you give it time and it'll be fine. Oh yeah, it's better than it was yesterday. But like I was really freaking out because of like all the blood clot talk. Because uh, <laughs> I'm that person who's like, oh, six out of seven million, I'm gonna be number seven because I'm that person. Um, that I almost sent you a TikTok about the blood clot thing. I was like, she's probably already heard. She probably doesn't need to. But it, but, it, but it was someone being very like, I just got the Johnson and Johnson three days ago, so I'm mm-hmm. learning all the information I can, but also like. I am not worried about it. I'm more likely to have blood clots with birth control. I'm I'm on birth control. Exactly. Yeah, I'm on birth control right now. My grandmother called me and goes, you know why I'm calling? And I'm like, what? She goes, did you hear about the Johnson? I'm like, of course. It's like when your grandma calls from another state and's like, I see that you've got bad weather today. That's what that felt like. And I was like, grandma... (laughs) I was like, Grandma, I know. I'm like, you know that there's a higher risk of getting a blood clot from the birth control I'm on, right? And she goes, oh, really? I'm like, yes, Grandma. Six out of seven million. Like, if it happens, there's also there's like literally nothing you I can do right now. If I have no symptoms, no. there's nothing I can do. Um, I have no symptoms. I don't have a headache. I don't have the pain in my legs. I don't have any of it. So my tummy stuff. and My tummy's chill. Yeah, uh, you're you're fine. Good. I had a little bit of nausea with the, the vaccine, but that's but the that's vaccine. normal. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I never and, and they said they said most symptoms don't arrive till six days after. And exactly. So I mean, I'm at six again. Days. It's been six people. Like again, yeah. So my I already got my phone call from my grandmother about it. So that was it was very funny that that happened because I hadn't talked to her in months, and she calls me about that. Also, Thanks. my brother, my brother and his fiance got a dog. Her mom's a um, breeder of uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks, big ass hound dogs. Um, and my grandma saw a picture of it, and under the picture goes, "Looks like it's gonna be a big dog. Hope you're ready." And of course, they're ready because they know what kind of dog it is because it's a breeder's. Her mom's a breeder. Uh, and then my grandma on the phone with me just kept saying it. I'm like, "Yeah, grandma, they know." Her mom's a breeder. It was it was the most quintessential grandma conversation I've ever had. That but both my so grandparents funny. have been vaccinated, and their their second dose they're good to go mid this week. So I might get to see my grandma, and that by the end of the month. So that's so exciting. Yeah, it's been a hot minute to see my grandma. So and she's like, I got I've got Christmas presents and everything for the girls. So get excited. I'm like, okay, they, like they need more stuff, but. <laughs> You you are you're making a pivot in your writing. Yeah, I am uh decided to press po- well first off, uh spoiler alerts, I guess. Um the first or the the ten episodes of season two of Space America have been written. Um Ooh. and now we need to edit the fuck out of them. So like no no uh information of when any of that is gonna happen. Plus, you know, it's not like we can record in person quite yet anyway. So, uh, but that's exciting. So it's been a big to-do thing on my list is writing Space America. Um, I need to get back into love and lust writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I officially decided today that I'm going to press pause on the book slash series that I've been working on the last few years to step away because it's a major major revision editing time and it's just stressing me the fuck out and I feel like I'm not actually putting the time and effort into it because I keep putting it off because I don't wanna yep. um 
I am switching to a new book idea, which will probably be a standalone. At least it's starting that way, which I think is also kind of nice because there's no pressure of uh, it having to go anywhere else, which I appreciate. But a whole new brand new idea that isn't, it's technically in the same universe as everything else that I have planned, but completely different characters, different setup, different location. Yeah, and I and I'm very excited about it, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not re- I'm not ready to publicly say anything about it, but Stephanie knows. I'm excited. I love it. I love this idea. I think I think I love it too because you're so excited about it. I mean, like I think I think someone's excitement can almost sell me on any story idea. But <laughs> one, I like this idea. It's shit I like. You're it's it's my tropes and shit. But then two, you're so excited about it. So I can't wait to hear you as you start uh, working your way through the outline and everything. Yeah, which the 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 official decision to switch was today. So I was talking through some things with a couple friends, but tomorrow I'm going to like sit down and start really working through some like character information, working through some uh the situation, the story works in uh information and then from there start plotting. Yes, we love it. So it's been a hot minute since I've had to create a whole new thing. So this is very intimidating, but also exciting. And yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see. I, I also feel like it's like you're taking, you're going to, the way you just talked about like all their thoughtfulness toward it. I just like had a piece of paper and I just, <laughs> I wish I had it for me to show you the initial of the story that I'm I'm fast drafting. So, like, I made, like, a very loose outline because I'm, like, I have to have wriggle room to just go. Um, but, like, I, like, I don't know how this is going to go. So, I'll report back on if this works. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited. The only <laughs> reason I can't do that with this book is because the thing that this story takes place within needs to be fully flushed out and created. Sure. Yeah, no, so. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to see both of these processes. I'm excited just to see us make new stuff. Yeah, I was in the middle of editing, and that's like when I made the this jump to this new series that I'm just gonna write instead, and then I'm gonna go back to the to my mafia series and get yeah. going with it because I I it just was I it wasn't exciting to edit it, and um I know that edits are never really that fun, but I wasn't even enjoying thinking about the story. Yeah, and that to me I was like oh, I'm just gonna make this worse if I keep if I keep just picking at it, it's gonna be way worse than if I just walk away, come back to it with new eyes and like because I was I was editing it really to create a the character database because I had not done that when I wrote it originally which is terrible to when you're writing a story as you create new characters as you're writing write that down somewhere That's yeah I need a bit better with that like there are times like wait does this character <laughs> have blue eyes or green eyes or what what have I said before I'm like yeah. oh I really should keep track of that shit it's like that. It's like also just like what what did I say their job was? <laughs> if they're like yeah. a, a kind of a throwaway, um, and then also like it makes it so you can like reuse characters. So yeah, I just you gotta get better at that. So um, with this book, I haven't been doing it because I'm just, like, like I said, I'm fast writing. But when I go, I'm just gonna get this real rough draft done, and then when I go back to start doing my edits, I will be creating it as I do my edits because like mm. I'm not because when I used to write, what I would do is same outline situation, but I would write a chapter. I would go back, I would edit through it for grammar and stuff, and then I would go punch it up. Yeah. And then I would post on Wattpad, was usually what I would, 
That was usually the formula, and I would do that once a week. Um, but I'm not doing that, and also I'm actually kind of thankful I didn't punch up and do all that because now that my characters have kind of changed a little bit mid-book, and I need to go put those changes in the first chapters, I would have done all that editing for no freaking reason. So see, I'm I, like, part of me is like, I don't know if I know how to write without actively punching up. Because I always have it's way hard. too much stuff. It's hard, my friend. I it's hard not to go back and be like, I need to make this funnier or this. I could word this, but better. not even that. Like I feel like exactly. just as I'm actively writing, like you know, the, this quick, quick drafting thing. I just people are like, oh yeah, like by the time I, I you know when I finish it after X amount of time, I have seventy five percent of the book, and then I go go back and fill things in. I'm like. I don't think my brain knows how to do that. I think I'm filling things in as I'm actively writing. I think well, I think some of those people have way more deep uh, art. I, I don't know. I, it depends, I guess. I don't know what their outlines look like. Because my yeah. is pretty loosey-goosey. For me, I know like in, in each chapter, two to three things are going to happen. That's how I that's how I outline. And so I'll have like a two or three sentence per chapter, what's going to happen. And from there, I can do whatever I want. I can send them anywhere. If I didn't specify where it was going to be, I can do whatever I want. Take, take it where it goes, which does means I mean, I have to shift things like where I am in the story right now. I should be in chapter six. I'm on chapter eight because something got something, got, having the girls hang out took way more word count mm. and scene space than it should have, which is fine though. Cause it ended up working with my, my back and forth actually better. So, uh, but I doing the dual POV also is interesting. I'm like, is this the right person to tell this part of the story from? Um, has been an interesting trying to figure. Oh out. yeah, because it's your first doing a dual, isn't it? Yeah, or for um, something like this. I mean, you've yeah, done it for like Love and Lust, but yeah, yeah. And I did a dual. I did a dual for my paranormal, but it was a dual that was not a traditional dual. It was like two stories that were going to eventually converge, mm. uh, but they had not yet. And that book is still hanging in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like three books that are just like half done. Just hanging out. Just hanging out in drafts. No bigs. No bigs deals. And let me just start this new new seven book series. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I think though, the, like what this, this new series is though, I feel not that it's not going to be good and well thought out and all that, but it seems like plot wise is way less complicated than like yes some of your paranormal stuff or so, mafia where it's like or, look up laws and <laughs> become exactly a little yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a bit more straightforward that you can just write and don't have to spend time figuring out like oh god does that even yeah. like do, is that true is that legal yeah, is it, that whatever it, i definitely decided to kind of almost write like a palate cleanser slash to get me back into writing regularly because i just yeah. had it been um an yeah over a year Oh, a year and a half probably. I haven't been writing, and that was. I had another book that was supposed to be the thing that jump started that, but what happened with that book was, I forgot I was writing it. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I'm actually really excited to get back to it when I get back to it. Uh, That's too good. Bad, too bad it's like really down. I have a, a a one note of listed projects, and it's it's midway through that so oh. it'll be good it's right before i do my motorcycle series so it'll be after i get my um mafia i've got like five-ish books in the mafia three in the original three in the second gen oh my god one spinoff that's just like a stupid 
like oh it's gonna be something like this and all of this shit has enough like gas in it to like really get written and now that i'm writing this book so fast I'm like wait a minute if i get this book done in a month and it's like super rough i understand that and i use like two or three weeks to punch up yes we can do this we can do this uh i video chatted with mika usher today and we were giving each other deadlines and we're both supposed to prove to the other that by june 30th we have x amount done she's supposed to finish her current uh first draft of her working project and i'm supposed to have she said half a draft i'm like i need to know what that actually means because (laughs) traditionally my drafts are fucking long so i'm hoping uh, for it to be at least 40, 45,000 words. Yes. But, yes. And and not that be just like, oh, here's the first third of it, but that be a good solid mid-mark. Because right. yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> I need to be better at writing slightly less and getting the story going more. Um, That's what fast drafting does, though, because I think that might be the part where they're talking about like if they get to 75% and then go back and fill in. Because I'm like, okay, um, we're going to have a conversation where they get in a fight. Uh, here's right now what I think the fight is. Uh, we'll make the fight better later. Like, and I just have to move on. So do, on. You, le- do you leave notes like, here's going to be a fight? I only have done a couple, like, bracket, like, yeah. name of whatever that you need to look up later. Or, like, because you're not supposed to look things up when you're fast typing. Mm, fast mm-hmm. drafting. You're supposed to just, so I, there, I have a couple bracketed parts where it's, like, name of that place that blah 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 or rename this restaurant that you liked or like whatever and then there's a couple places where i don't put a stand in i just go ahead and create a fight and then i'm like uh fix this fight later to make it better um gotcha in my, in my brain because like, i know when i read it i'm like this isn't good and i'll punch it up but like right now it serves the purpose of moving me on to the next scene so in which uh, um which writing program do you use i'm just using word right now and i'm writing each chapter in a new in a new document to keep me from scrolling back. Okay, that's a good idea. When I if I when I start this new project, maybe I'll do that. Cuz I know a lot of people they use that what's it called? Scri- scrivenger, scrivenger, scrivenger. Yeah, I definitely use that. And I mean like my friends they like it and a it, lot of people swear by it because you can it has tabs for all the chapters so you can move things yeah. around and this and that you can have outlines and blah 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 it sounds, anything around in my it life. sounds <laughs> complicated to me and a lot of people say it's not user friendly so you have to spend time figuring out even the basics of it and most people are like yeah. i use x amount of it and i love those x amounts but i don't use the majority of it i'm like yeah. that sounds like time i really don't need to spend right now when i can just use word documents yeah so i do so what i do is i have i just all about the organization within the folders yeah so like i've got books i'm writing in a folder and then each each book has its own little folder and if it's a series each series has a folder and then each book in the series is a folder and then within that book folder there's the chapters and the outline currently for me uh because i use google docs because i have a chromebook and then my regular computer so i can use jump between the two i did i did the same thing with when i used i used to use google drive for that too i would do the same kind of like yeah so but i i just have it within my drive each series has a folder and then which in the folder um each book within that has its folder yep yep but, that's how you do it it keeps i mean i think it works just fine i mean uh also, I mean, I was having a problem. I was having a big problem with like formatting when I had it all in one doc. So it's much easier to manipulate three thousand words in one doc than 
Plus okay. waiting for it to load for like a minute and a half when you were like, I needed to work on chapter 32. And it's like, okay, let me load all these chapters. Yeah, I had like, I had the first book, Sasha, in one doc and it's 89,000 words. And it's just like, I'm scrolling through to find the thing I'm looking for. I'm like, God damn it. So that one, when I was editing it, I was actually cutting and pasting the words and putting them in their own individual word documents so that I can move more seamlessly through them. Uh, but yeah, that's how I'm writing it. Cause it just, the editing worked a lot nicer doing it that way. So I was like, well, let's just write it that way. And then, then, I mean, like I can merge all the files. It's like not a big deal. I yeah. Always put everything in one file. So, um, that's a good idea. Know, I'll do that with this new, new one. It also keeps you from, it does keep you go, from going back and keep touching things. Cause for yeah. me, I will touch a first chapter to death. Like that's probably yeah. my favorite from Sasha. Cause I was touching that first chapter so fucking much and i was like this isn't a very good chapter and i changed things so much and i was like i don't like that i don't like this part it's awkward and it's bumbling and i don't think she would do this and i'm like so i changed it and then i was like oh but now it's not as funny as it was i'm like what was it funny or was it wattpad funny because you know that's different things stephanie and i was like okay you just gotta walk away from this couldn't even decide couldn't decide anything so but the new project i'm not having any of that because i'm just writing i'm not doing any editing Okay, I'm going to take that method, which is kind of sort of the NaNoWriMo method anyway, yeah. but I'm going to make it each each chapter be its own document so I can't scroll and look yeah. back. Yes. That's a good idea. I'm yeah, going to do I, that. Yeah. And like only and like also another suggestion that I found from this fast drafting business, start the next chapter at the end of your session so that you're leaving it like a, you're not leaving a blank page for your next day. Like either 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 leave stop writing in the middle of a scene, sure, or like finish your chapter and then start the new chapter and get a little bit into the scene and then walk away. Okay, you're not coming to a blank page because that can be that can kind of be like, yeah, you're just jumping back in. Yeah, Um, I've heard that before. That has made a huge difference. Like seriously, it's made a huge difference because I jump back in now, even like. That's, like, why I'm not feeling as bad when I, like, don't do 3,000 words. Because I'm like, well, like, right now, tonight, when I get off, when we get off this, I'm going to go write for an hour and hopefully get, like, a 1,000 words done. And, like, I'm jumping into a chapter in progress. Like, I know exactly where I'm jumping in. I know exactly what's going to happen. All I have to do is add the flavor. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I would highly recommend. Well, um, typically we do like, you know, chatting about what we've read and everything, but this week we are just discussing a book we both read. So I vote we skip that. Yep. I will say before we go to our little ad break, though, that Calamity Cast, the network that we are part of, is having a, a sale currently until April 21st on our merchandise. Ooh. So. If you go to calamitycast.com and click that shop link at the top of the page, now until about, I think it's 5 o'clock central time on April 21st, it is a 15% off everything in the store. So if you hadn't been wanting some Dick of the Week merchandise, tank top or... Mm-hmm, sweatshirt mm-hmm. or poster or any just other Calamity Cast shows, uh, go to that and, you know... Have a sale. Get some money off. Yeah. Rock rock on. Look cute. In the year 2100, the Earth's cybernetically enhanced population threatened to tear down everything America held dear. 
Free speech, drive-through liquor stores, and guns. So many guns. After much deliberation, it was decided that, if America and its superior values were to survive the coming robocalypse, there was only one option. Get the fuck <laughs> well, out. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll jump to... The next hundred years saw the construction of Space America, the galaxy's newest and brightest star. If you value adventure, good times, and cyborg fistfights, find your place in Space America. Space America. No cyborgs need apply. Subscribe to Space America on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or check out CalamityCast.com. And we are back! Yes! So, Stephanie, what are we talking about? Okay, so, as you know, Liz is the Dick of the Week resident historical romance reader. Yeah. And I tend to skew more paranormal, contemporary, erotica, that kind of, like, that bent, including some dark stuff that I just recently read, which was very weird for me. But I was in an angsty mood. (laughs) I decided, in a weird, like, I downloaded the Libby app, and for some reason, I was like, you know what I want? (laughs) Historical romance. And I don't know what came over me but uh joanna shoop i hope that is how you say her name that's how i would say it that's how i assume. came across the rogue of fifth avenue and the cover yeah. was cute and I, the synopsis was kind of fun i was like i'll give it a go so i got it from the libby app read it in a day because that's <laughs> i mean to be fair i read most books in a day but like this one was like ever like a ferocious like <laughs> like i started at like seven in the morning and like was done with it by the afternoon i was like where's the second book um and then i did that so the second book is the one we're talking about, The Prince of Broadway. And here is why. It is a Liz book. It is a Liz book, y'all. It has gambling. It has... That's really enough, I would think, actually. Uh, when I was... Sorry, I, start, I got, I got I think, five pages in. And I think I messaged Liz. I was like, Liz, this book is for you. Uh, and she goes, are you sure? I don't know. And, I'm like, and then she got it. And yes, it is for her. Absolutely. Um so we will be talking about uh, Joanna Shoup's The Prince of Broadway. It's part of the Uptown Girls series. There's three of them. It's about three sisters. Um, they're the daughters of like a rich, powerful man in New York City, Duncan Green. And yep. uh, the first book is the oldest sister. Um, and yep. she falls in love with her daddy's lawyer. Yeah. Um, and that's a complication because she's engaged. To an asshole. No, she she is she's pre-engaged. She's spoken for yeah. supposed to be engaged. The families were, you know, forever connected and was like, oh well, you're the eldest. So well, you're she's, like, she's like assumed engaged. Like everyone yeah. about as if she's engaged. Like it's it's presumptive, basically. I'm 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 in the pro- in the process of reading that one right now. Like I'm like 25% or something. And it's like, it oh, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to love it as much as The Prince of Broadway, but no. I'm very excited about it. Um, but, like, the fact that there are, like, people already, like, you do understand that he goes to opium dens and, like, sees other girls. And she's like, whatever, we're not engaged yet. Like, yeah. he can do what he needs to do. <laughs> fuck. It's like, her, I, when I got to that part, I was like, oh, this series is for me. Like, that's what hooked me on the first book was, like, her general understanding of how the world was going to be. And that she was just kind of like, she wasn't okay with it, but she was okay with it because she didn't love the guy. She like just understood she was doing her duty for her sisters. And like, that was what got me. It was like, she was doing all this for her sisters. Also, the chemistry between the two main characters in the first book are so good. Okay, so on to the we're actually talking about saying the Prince of Broadway. Oh my God. We get a glimpse, a glimpse of the hero. 
We don't yes. see much of him. Only a little little taste. And we see our heroine immediately be like, I want to see him. And then, so these books run uh, parallel with one another. Yeah, which is very which fun. Is very fun. Um, in fact, like, they both end in the same kind of, like, so the whole time it's happening and you're seeing, like, if you read the first book, you see snippets in the second book of things that you know are happening and you know what's happening concurrently. And, like, the last couple chapters of the second book, uh, she, the last chapter she, like, or one of the last chapters, she comes home and her dad's like, well, your sister uh, <laughs> broke her engagement, you know, and all this. And she's like, oh, no. So it's just, that's fun to me. But first and foremost, I like a, stories that run concurrent. I think that's a neat, it's tricky. Um, it there's this it thing is in, very tricky. There's this thing in improv, and I forget what this the form's called, but it's basically an improv form where you'll do a scene, and there'll be like a sound marker, like you'll say like there's a like an overhead voice on an intercom or something, and then you do a new scene, and you do the same sound, and so you know it's called close quarters. That's what's called, and so you know that all these things are happening at the same time. Oh, it's pretty tricky to do. Um, and improv, but I love seeing it in a book. It was so much fun. It's actually kind of what I'm trying to do with my series. So it was again another thing that I like came across that I was like, oh, this is like very similar to what I'm trying to do, and like the rich girl, poor guy, all that stuff. Uh, the second book, Except oh, none of them are, no, hold, hold up, none of them oh, are poor. They're just from lower. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they consider themselves poor. Like they all they all they're like the fucking richest men in New York. They're just not of. But they, they high society. They treat themselves as if they're like poor. Lower. Like even in, in the first book, he, even when he's like, "I have all the money, I can do whatever I want." Blah, 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 there's always he says all that because he's about to follow it up with like a, but I'm still not them. Um, yeah. And so there's that that feeling of not them. Uh, but yeah, so I'll let Liz dive into the second book because it is a hundred percent Liz book. I have never. I don't think I, there's been a few books. I'm like Liz. This is a Liz book. This is like the most Liz book I've ever discovered. <laughs> so first off, this is the first time I've read a historical that takes place in uh, the United States. Because I've always been like more England, Scotland, places like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one time I started reading one because it took place in Missouri. And I was like, well, that's exciting. And then I realized that the hero had been part of the Confederate Army. And I went, no. And I immediately deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to count that because I got like five pages in. But this book takes place in New York City in 1891. Okay, you just said New York City is like that um that salsa commercial. New York City. <laughs> I felt like it was a little Hamilton-y. <laughs> oh, that's also good. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All those cowboys sitting around a fire. Like, Where are you from? New York City. Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't seen the commercial, I don't know how to help you look it up. I don't know. Anyway, salsa, New York City. You might find it. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. As you were. <laughs> First off, I guess. Well, so it's. I don't even know where to be at. I love it so much. How about I read the blurb? Yeah, read the blurb. That's perfect. Yeah, sorry. In the second novel of Joanna Shoup's The Uptown Girl series, a ruthless casino owner bent on revenge finds his plans upended by a beautiful woman who proves to be more determined than he is and too irresistible to deny. Powerful casino owner, ruthless mastermind, destroyer of men. He lives in the shadows. As the owner of the city's most exclusive casino, Clayton Madden, 
holds the fortunes to prominent families in the palms of his hand every night. There is one particular family he burns to ruin, however, one that has escaped his grasps until now. She's society's darling. Florence Green is no one's fool. She knows Clayton Maiden is using her to ruin her prestigious family. And she's using him right back. She plans to learn all she can from the mysterious casino owner, then open a casino of her own just for women. With revenge on his mind, Clay agrees to mentor Florence. However, she soon proves more adept and more alluring than Clay bargained for. When his plans are threatened, Clay must decide if he's willing to gamble his empire on love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, here's what I fucking love about this wait, book. Wait, 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 are we talking spoilers or not? Yes, I assume so. We're talking about the book, right? I feel like I can't talk about how much I love parts of it and why I love it if I don't spoil. Guys, uh, you should know by now if we're going in depth about a book, there's going to be spoilers. We'll try, I guess, not to spoil everything, but no promises. Well, here's the thing: I feel like I'm trying to become more professional when we talk about books on this. Um, but I also feel like there's a difference when we give like why we love it at the beginning of this of the episode versus if it's oh a yeah, book, no. if it's an episode literally about that book. Yeah, that's what I just wanted to be clear before I started diving in because there's like I. I'm going to spoil things. So yeah. you might want to stop listening if you plan on reading or if you don't care. Yeah. I don't care about spoilers for myself. Um also if did that alone it makes you want to go read this book, read it, and then come back to this episode and listen absolutely. to why we love it. Okay, I just wanted to put that out there before we started. All right. Here's why I fucking love this book. First off, y'all know anything that's Regency or historical that has to do with a casino, gaming hell, gambling, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes, give it to me. Especially mm-hmm. when it's, you know, the came from the slumps and became the most powerful man in all of London yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of dude. Fuck yes. That is yep. my catnip. Give it to me. <sighs> that alone, though. A a woman who is, like, aspiring. fuck society. I don't give a shit about that. I know what I came from. I know also, like, I've experienced enough of the rest of this area of New York City to understand, like, their shit here. Because I want to, both of her sisters, really, do a lot of uh, charity work and do their best. Their youngest sister is, like, deep in it. And the oldest sister, like... It's like it's almost like a uh, from most to least. So like the youngest sister is like in the trenches, and the oldest sister would go around with Florence, and like they would like gamble and make money to give to the little sister to help. Um, and Florence like does her part, but there's also a part of her that like, and I think this might be why I love this book so much is where her other two sisters are definitely altruistic and want to help people. Florence will help people, but she is unapologetically self centered on her goals. Like, yeah. it's so refreshing because the first book, it is really charming. And I really appreciate the main character because she wants, she's, she's also self-centered on her own goals, but like she wants, but she still centers everyone else in her life. Like it takes so much before she finally um, uproots that and to finally takes something for herself, which is the guy she loves. Well- but which one thing is- I, which, you know, again, I'm only like 25% to that book. Yeah. But one thing I do love about that character is, um, 
she literally pickpocks rich men yes. to steal money from them and then she has certain families in the quote-unquote slums of new york city that she goes to and like she had eventually or initially wanted to work for a charity yeah and realized that they were only going to help the people that were willing to, to, convert. to convert to Christianity. And she was like, what the fuck? And so yeah. she took all the names of the people that they rejected and goes helps them on their own, which I think is awesome. Yeah. But anyway. He's very, the, I think that's the other part. And then I'll get into, I think, well, let's talk story, story specific and then I'll go yeah. broader strokes but i um with this book specifically she is just so um she has, she has her goals yeah she has yeah. a goal has a vision uh and she isn't afraid to ask someone who is terrifying to be her mentor when she's like i want you to be my mentor i was just like this is too much this is too and much she has good. she has zero desire to ever be married and she says that from the get-go like you know that about her character from the get-go like marriage like if love happens, okay, but even that, she's like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to fall in love. But like, she really doesn't want to get married. She's like, what? Men are not worth it. I have my plans. Yeah, and like, she's like, she's, uh, she's already like tainted herself, you know, by like kissing and fondling. Like, yeah, she was like, un- within. We know that within the first, like, it's not like a. I like that the author doesn't make that like a reveal. Like, it's just something we know about her from like the jump. Because like he's talking about her innocence or whatever, and she's thinking about like how you can. He's she's like he can think that. That's fine. <laughs> and I was just like, that's so good. But there's one point he says something about her innocence, and she goes, "I'm no innocent." And he was. It's from his perspective, or you know, it's from the narrator, but coming from his perspective, and he's like, "What does that mean? Oh my god, what does that mean?" <laughs> Because well, there's like there's like a nine ten year age difference between like she's twenty one yeah. he's like thirty one kind of thing yeah. yeah uh so he he's very very conscious of like I think she's very attractive but there is mm. a vast life experience well, difference like, here but but we do learn pretty early on that she's like oh no I've slept with guys already like whatever she like she the, I I like for the hero's perspective. He is delightful because, like, within the first chapter, we find out that the brothel next door, they have, like, a, a tunnel between the buildings in case, yeah. like, they needed to get away on either side. At and this point in New York City, uh, gambling is illegal. So things yeah. like that were important. So he can, like, scoot if he needs to. But um, when he comes back to his office after dealing with her, uh, Anna, who owns the brothel next door, who I think is, if I'm not mistaken, might have uh might be somewhere else in one of the other series, but I haven't done enough digging into Joanna Shoop's stuff. Anyway, but Anna's a totally cool character. But yeah. her and uh him they're they're friends. Like they're they, very like, good pals, yeah. They're they're close and like to the point where uh, she comes over and she's like, You haven't slept with any of my girls in a while. What's uh, going on, bud? And like it's just he's very uncomfortable. like it's funny because he's like this scary guy, but like all the women that he's close to are can unnerve him so much and so yeah. quickly. And that's why I probably doesn't hang out with women, is honestly, because <laughs> how quick they're just like, they cut him to the quick so fast. I love it. Yeah. So like, they claim, like, he's this big dude. Clayton is Clay. And, like, the majority of New York knows his name. They know his power. He, he, they know he has, you, you don't know, cross poli- him. they know he has police officers in his pocket, city officials in his pocket, mm-hmm. all these people in his pocket. 
Which is why she goes to him. Exactly. And you do not fuck with him. And yet she, like, finally gets to meet him because she keeps sneaking into his man-only casino. Well, the first time she sneaks, after that, she just walks to the front door. Yeah. Yeah, sneak in. (laughs) Her her and her sister snuck in, like, the back door the first time. And then after that, they just started walking through the front door. And no one stopped them. And she was like, that was a test. (laughs) And he, she, because she just kept wanting, she just kept going in until he finally forced her like summoned her because she was like i'm curious how long it'll take until i get to meet this man and he was curious as how many times is she going to keep coming back and she's really good at gambling like she keeps winning and she so he is like okay this is bad for my casino not only because she's so pretty the guys like focus more on her than on what they're doing but also she keeps fucking winning so i keep losing money yep. <laughs> well, like, and then he finds out how she knows how to gamble solo which is just from women which uh he like everyone else i like the fact that the author doesn't the author makes him pretty like open-minded but he still underestimates her and like yeah. underestimates what women would want and like she still lets that be because this book definitely these this series Definitely looks, has, like, a feminist, uh, progressive mindset, for sure. Yeah. And, like, the characters have a very feminist, progressive mindset. Uh, but she still allows there to be these moments where the men definitely underestimate the, the female characters in very in very natural ways that, like, don't feel forced or, like, weird. Or even, like, cruel. Like, he's not being cruel when he's, like, women don't want to gamble like that. Like, he doesn't know. It just shows his, like, lack of knowledge of, like, what what it's like to be a woman and she just has no problem being like okay you can think that then it's not a big deal if i open a gambling casino for women like the way she she plays him like a fucking fiddle it's ridiculous <laughs> like in that first meeting they're both like out of sorts but but neither's willing to give up and it's just so good their chemistry is so good from like fucking minute one of yeah. them talking it's insane uh and then their relationship is fantastic because he's a little softy, a little softy on the inside. Likes telling stories. Likes being a sweet baby angel. Yeah, but what I really, really appreciate about this is like, he's like, I don't want to tell lies to you. I will accept you. I will tutor you because you fascinate me and I want yeah. to be around you. But one, <laughs> I've had a 20 years plan of ruining your father and your family and oh, two yeah, I know that <laughs> i kind of want to fuck you yeah. <laughs> and she's like one are you going to give me any details as to why you want to ruin my father and he's like no but it's not going to be like anything physical or financial and she's like okay i can maybe handle that and two are you going to force me to sleep with you or hurt me and he goes oh god no i would never <laughs> And she's like, she's like, so she's like the first one. She's like, I think I can probably change his mind on the first one. So she's like pretty confident either that it won't be so bad or that she'll find out and she'll be able to stop him. And the yeah. second one, she's just like, well, if you're not. And so then the conversation happens. It keeps going. And he says something that he's like trying to scare her. And she goes, you already said you wouldn't hurt me. So like he's trying to scare her after promising that she would be safe. And she's just kind of like, uh, didn't you say? He's like, well, I mean, yeah. She's like, well, then I'm good. Thanks. Also, uh, I've slept with other people before and you're kind of hot. So, like, I'm not saying no to that. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, it's. And then I just I really like the story, too, because because we're so the first book, they aren't really they're not in like. 
there's not really a lot of uh criminess to it. Like there's mm. a crime that happens, and like I told you, there's like there's like a crime, and then they they get to solve a mis well, it's not even solve a mystery. They they get to solve how to help this woman in the center of this crime. This okay, yeah, I've got crime. I've got I've gotten to the woman, uh, yeah. them starting to help her. Yeah, so like that's that's the big like external thing in that story which is great and you get a more of a feel of the world but this book we get to explore like the underbelly of, which like, is my favorite yeah like we get to go to the brothel we get to go to places <gasps> where women have never been oh my god okay so there's a raid that happens at the casino because there's a guy that Clay is uh, working with in the police station and they piss each other off and the police guy is trying to prove a point. And so a raid happens, but they have it so planned and perfectly that like you cannot find any sign of any illegal gambling action because they have this yeah. down to a science. And then the tunnels and everything give people ability to escape. So they head <laughs> over to the brothel this is seriously one of the hottest scenes I read in a long time. It was um, really good. They they run over to the brothel. They go through the secret tunnel. It like comes out through like Anna's closet or something like that. And at this point, Florence is like, "Is he sleeping with this girl? Or what is what is the situation here?" And very quickly figures out, "Oh, they're just friends. They're not interested in each other." Also, Anna seems to be trying to really hardcore hook those two up together. She, like, she, it, it just, that's her goal in life it felt like you know she yeah. was like playing a little mismatch miss matchmaker and it was so precious she's like <laughs> my, my buddy really just needs a good screw and also yeah. seems like he's into her in other ways so i'm gonna make this happen which i adored um so <laughs> she's like oh you guys <laughs> you should go into this closet it'll be extra safe <laughs> So it's like this hidden closet thing. So they're hiding in there. She's like, I'll let you know when it's clear, when all's clear. Which I feel like they probably could have been elsewhere and have been perfectly fine. But she's like, oh, no, no, no. You have to hide in here. Well, it turns right. out this was a, a room that uh, they had view access to another room where a couple was getting it on. Oof. And this was like, Initially, she's like, oh, my God, like, do they know where because there are other rooms like in his casino where it was obvious if you're looking through the other person didn't know. She's like, oh, my God, should we be seeing this? He's like, no, no, no. They have a slot on their side. If it's open is because they want people to watch them. She's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Thank you for uh, teaching me something new. Great. <laughs> she's like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, uh, this is. I don't think this is something you'd be interested in. Let's just turn it. Like, let's just close it. And she's like, mm, how about no? <laughs> Wait, don't, don't tell me what I want and what I do not want. <laughs> she's like, I'm intrigued. Let's keep watching. And then, so they're watching, and she had never seen or heard about a guy going down on a girl before, so she was very excited about that. Uh, and then he starts, like, while they're watching, he starts whispering hot things into her ear, and they decide that they both have to masturbate. And he's yeah. like, it's dark. We can't see each other. We'll just turn our backs. Like, it's fine. It's fine. And she's like, yeah, okay, yep, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like kind of silly. Like when I don't know, like while you're reading it, it's not silly at all. No, and that's the thing. It's like saying it. I feel like me. Like guess what, guy? This mutual masturbation scene was so fucking hot, but it was you know really what? hot. It was. I like the scene where they're looking at the painting. Yeah, because it's like sweet 
and sexy at the same time. It was romantic and sexy and very thoughtful because a birthday yeah. present of hers. And yeah. then, like, immediate after was felt. such a, like, everything explodes. And, like, so the other thing that I really appreciate about these books is um, how flawed the male characters are, almost to the point where, like, you are like, it's going to have to take an act of grace for the woman to take them back. And I kind of enjoyed that. Because, like, what Clayton does is pretty fucked up. Like, period. Like, he was trying to get... I get I get where his motivation was coming from. But, like, when, once he found out how... So, um, Florence is in an interesting situation because her grandmother has basically given her the promise of independence once she dies like so Florence is going to inherit a house that will basically allow her to be an independent woman which is like unheard of um and she's told him about it and he basically plots to get this house so that he can level the the block and build a casino and that's like an underlying tension that we know as a reader is happening because he has this plan before he knows that about her so he's already working on it yeah and they even talk about that in book one yeah um so before he knows any other details, he's already planned this. But the, yeah. so it's already a plan and process progress when she explains why that house is so important. So he yeah. could stop it. And he's like, but, he's like, I can't because my manly bullshit yeah. revenge yeah. shit that I'm blinded by the way that a lot of dudes in historical no- novels are so blinded by revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, the, the thing about that is like, so it's uh, the transgressions made 85 times worse because her dad finds out about it before she does. And her dad tells her in front of him about it in the big climax blow up of everyone's life. And so it's great though, because this, the, he, in the, in the grand gesture that he thinks is going to be, he gets the, the deed back to the grandma and, you know, makes that all right. Uh, and if, and comes to see her and she's like, that's not good enough, dude. I don't trust you. No, thanks. And so then he just spirals out the fucking out, just down, down, down. And, um, it's actually Anna is, who's like, it's it, Anna who's like, what the fuck are you doing? You love her. Right. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And so she's like, you have to do, that was for her family. You have to do something for her. Like you can't, you do something nice for her grandma. Like what, you know, I mean, it's for her in the end, but like. It was actually kind of nice seeing him spiral so fucking out of control, though. Like, like it was, it, it was even, even like once he makes the second grand gesture, which is for sure going to get her. Like, he gives up everything for her in yeah. the end. Everything he's ever worked for, he gives up for her. And um, she comes and she yells at him and she goes, I can't, I can't, I'm not taking the, you know, I'm not going to take Bronze House from you. And, uh, he's like, well, then I don't know. He's, he's just like, keeps spiraling. It's, he doesn't stop spiraling until she basically lets him know that she's okay. You yeah. spiraled enough. I am pleased. Well, actually, no, no. She says, would you do anything? And he says, I'll do anything. And he wears a green jacket, which, oh, uh, he doesn't wear color. He doesn't he wears, wear, he wears, he wears- color. Yeah, he wears all black. He literally never leaves the casino. Like, he's like the Phantom the of the vampire. Opera yeah. of, of the casino. Yes. He even and has so- a scar on his face. No yeah. wonder I fucking love this man. Right? Oh my god, it's even more of a Liz book. 
<laughs> she's like, you'll do anything. And he's like, yeah, I'll do anything. And she makes him go meet with her dad wearing a green jacket. And then he makes a joke about how he'll buy a new wardrobe. And she goes, even purple. And he goes, whatever you want. <laughs> and it's, I think that was the sweetest moment. But I can't, you know, honestly, the first book I read so many weeks ago, I can't even remember because he really fucks up too. Oh, he just lies about who he was. Well, yeah, he's lying the entire time about who yeah, his so he background was, is. And for her, none. He, there's another transgression, but the other one didn't matter to her. It was that he lied about who he was to her because she's like, she, because for her, their love and their like connection was a place where she got to be herself unapologetically. Oh. And he couldn't, yeah, so like that's going to be, you you're about to hit it. It hits really soon. And you know, because you know right now that he's not who he says he is. Yeah. Um, and as they go on. So that's their big try. But you'll see how they overcome it, which is why I love these books is because they do these guys do terrible shit or like they really breach trust. Like it's yeah. really hard to see how they're going to get out of it. Yeah. But in this one, him giving up literally the thing that is the most important and that he's the most proud of. The thing that made her want to talk to him, the thing that like yeah. made them connect, was so good. I loved it. Um, and then, oh, and then we, uh, I was gonna, okay, wait, are we done with them though? Because I wanted to. Well, no, no th- there's something within this book I love a lot, also though. Okay, good. And that is there's another major casino owner. Yeah. Uh, is it Donahue? Jack. Mulligan is another casino owner that when, uh, Florence and and Clay have the, a splitting of ways initially because they have one splitting and then come back and then have the major splitting. Mm-hmm. So when she's like, "Fine, if you're not going to teach me anymore, I'm going to find someone who will." And so she goes to the other major casino owner in the town who is a bit more. Um, the Browns house that that Clay owns is like for very classy dudes kind of thing, and and Mul- and Mulligan. Or Donahue, no, Mulligan. Mulligan is like not so much. But he so she's fuck. He's like he's like even more dunk of the fuck than Clay is, which is like yeah. Woo, his yeah. book is gonna be fire. I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> so she goes to him and asks him if if he will teach her. He's yeah. like you know what? You absolutely fascinate me. And the fact that Clay was teaching you and you left him makes me want to teach you even more. So yeah, let's do this. And yeah. so initially you're like, oh God, is some weird like romance thing going to happen here? But no, not at all. They just like yeah. befriend each they other. Start, they're they not, they don't, they're not interested in each other that way at all. They're just yeah. buddies. Like they're they, good buddies. And he they, lets they, like, they wrote on hard. Like they, they are bros. They are bros. And he lets her run around, do whatever the fuck she wants, no matter what yeah. time of day. She gets to like dance with the dancers and like do yeah. all this shit. <laughs> and uh, my favorite thing of the whole thing though is he's just like, Jack is like, okay. You need to fucking talk to Clay. And she's like, I don't want to. He's like, he will not leave me alone. And I cannot yeah. have him just hanging out in my casino anymore because he's freaking people out. And I don't like it. Because Jack is like, Jack is also very scary and people don't cross him, but he's more personable. Like, he's like, I wouldn't say he's the light to Clay's dark, but he's like, people. People oh. like. He, he like even him. though he's technically like lower class, like he yeah. works for more lower class people, he's yeah. very, he's very, 
he has a swagger to him and like yeah, like Clay does not have a swagger. Clay Clay, Clay is definitely Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, that's exactly him. He stays up in a dark balcony. He is not trying to talk to people. Jack is like in people's faces. Like he is very forward facing versus Clay being very much And he wears very fashionable clothes, bright colors, he's out yeah. and about, like He's like the thing Florence would go for. He's yeah. just Florence, but in dude form and more of a criminal. Yes. 100%, which, which is why they bro out. Which is why they bro out hard, which is also like why um, when it was happening, it was so refreshing that it wasn't just another guy that wanted her. And it was just a guy that was like, I can see why you guys match. And he's like, you're my pal. I like this. Uh, it was refreshing not to have like a weird love triangle there. I was so happy because I was worried about that. And the fact that he literally made the two of them reconnect because he couldn't handle Clay. Yeah. Just like darkening his doorstep anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like that all, of, all two of Clay's friends <laughs> are the reasons why Clay gets with Florence in the end. Because like Anna is his other friend who's like, you have to fix this because you're the worst. Like they're always just like, I can't handle you right now. Can you solve your problems? Solve your problems. Am but- I? Am I being stupid, or is his friend who is the uh, bouncer of like who who's the second in charge? Is his name also Jack? It's oh, like shit. it's like big something, and I feel like it's also yeah. Jack. Is it big Jack? Oh no! I feel like it is Big Jack. Oh, which is no. I finished this book too long ago. Hold on. I've got the book open. I'm gonna look up big. <laughs> right? Big Big Bill. Oh, is it Big Bill? Oh wait, no. Big Bill is is Big Bill the Bald cop? Jack. It's a bald Jack. Why the fuck would she get two characters of Jack names? I don't know. Well, because I guess Big Jack's not gonna be a big deal. Bald Jack. Wait. Bald Jack. Yeah, Bald Jack's not gonna be probably a big deal in Jack's book. And 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 Clay always refers to Jack as Mulligan. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch um, Goody Two Shoes, Miss Crusade for the Poor, Feminist, and, and, and the, wants to be a man so she can do all this shit kind of thing. I cannot wait for them to butt heads because it's going to be ugly. Cause she I, is, she is the best of the three of them. Like I love all of them, but like yeah. so far, what I've seen of her, she's my favorite. Because I, I also really appreciate this author with the narrator shows us the other characters through the eyes of the character that's in the book. Yeah. So even though it's not like a, it's a, it's a narrator definitely doing it the way that the narration's talking about like the oldest sister and the youngest sister in Florence's book. It's how like Florence would. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Which I really love when they books, when books do that because like, um, it's just because I think Justine is just so interesting now. Like, well, and well, both, of, both the sisters' eyes, and both of them are like, no, Justine's the best of us. Yes, and I can't wait to see what dirt she does. Well, cause especially because in their books, she's like nineteen. So I'm curious yeah. if this book is a little bit later, or if Mulligan is just even younger than Clay. Because Could be, he's he he works. It wouldn't be crazy for him to have all the things he has. Because um, Florence did mention when she met him, she was shocked by how young she he was. He's like, yeah. he can't even... She's like, I don't think he could even be 30. Yeah. So maybe it'll just... I just can't wait. Okay. And I have it now. I borrowed it. So it's in my... It's in my... 
Kindle. So I'm going to read that this week. These might be books I buy in paperback because I feel I like might, they're going to be ones I'm going to reread and reread. Yeah, I think I might end up buying these books because I really did enjoy them. And like, again, I don't usually do historical romances because a lot of times when I read them, they feel juvenile. Um, it feels like the women are written very juvenile. But these three women, even in the first book, she's more traditional. She's a very traditional. She is. Like, until until she's pushed. She has no no plans of breaking tradition or being, you know. She's like, this um, is my life. This is what expected of me. Daddy is my favorite. Like, daddy, I am daddy's favorite. I know that. And, like, he yeah. and I love each other a lot. Yeah. And, like, I. Whereas, whereas Florence is like, grandma and I are BFFs. And grandma runs her own gambling sessions yeah. with her girlfriends. So. I'm going to do it bigger. Yeah. Like, and, like, I just, I, there's just something about these books that. The agencies there for the women, they're all willing to give up whatever they have to give up, which yeah. I think is really refreshing because in the first book, I mean, like, there's careers on the line. Like, that's the thing. Is, like, there's careers on the line in all the books. And, like, I don't know. The historical romances, and I mean, again, I haven't read a whole lot, but the few that I've picked up were not for me. Um, and this is going for someone that, like, rereads Jane Austen like it's my job. Like, it's not that I don't that I need like uh intrigue like law, uh, court cases and stuff but I do need heroines that have like uh more than just like weird semi fake pithy conversation yeah so I don't know this was just I, I think I think these books are super well thought out and plotted the characters are every single character is not there's not a single wasted character in any of the books one I love that like for me personally I've read a lot more regency era which is like 1820 ish right to like you know there's a range there but like right. earlier to slight mid um 1800s whereas this is 1891 yep so we're like and in new york city so we're like moving yeah. towards the the new century moving towards women's right to vote moving towards like they they mentioned several times in both books like well you know women can have their own jobs and have their own apartments and this and that and like i want the right to vote for women and when mm -hmm. i was like oh so you're, so you're a suffragette and she's like uh duh <laughs> like oh right. god forbid we have equal rights like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's yeah. really awesome that it's like you can have those more feminist things without it feeling like it's not of the time. Because I, I do prefer historical that has very feminist characters, even though it technically wouldn't be of the time. But this, yeah. like, you can really lay into that. And it is of the time because these are women that are already fighting for that movement. Right. Well, it also gives them, I mean, it does give, she does a really good job balancing um, the stakes and like but then also giving the characters outs by making them rich so like they're gonna have more wiggle room so i yeah. think it's the perfect it's perfect for the romance reader that wants to have a little bit of of extra oomph to their story because it's like these characters are acting probably out of character for most women of the time yes but because they're rich we get to indulge in it yes um, and that's really fun i also uh, appreciate that they're very well aware of their privilege yeah, which is like again, it's like something that like again, that's very much a 2020 idea. Yeah. But super well transcribed on 
that so and it's not done in a way that's unbelievable or even like super heavy-handed which yeah again like I, when i read sometimes when i read these historical it's either heavy-handed or it's like really weird or i don't know i just this she's just like checked all my boxes when it came to what i thought i wanted in historical romance so i will definitely be reading through her probably entire back back catalog because like yeah she's I, gonna I, become I, like a as, as new books come out she's gonna come like a one click for me yeah she's i mean it it hit it hit um which did not expect especially because like i'm not usually that into it but like for it just hit so hard i was like reading it i'm like jordan there's a court case in this book and i'm like going off on the first book and i got the second one, i'm like jordan this book has gambling hells okay i gotta go i gotta go read this now <laughs> i'm busy I'm busy so this was stephanie's uh ironically weirdly enough stephanie's pick for us to read yeah was a historical romance book so yep we did it <laughs> gateway to historical romance ticking all book. those boxes yeah it the perfect hit. the perfect liz book yeah 10 out of 10 10 it's- out of fucking 10 i just actually i just rated it uh, a five on goodreads and i saw like the first review someone gave it a one star and i was like what the fuck so now i need to go back and read it because i'm like what how how can you possibly give this a one star they must hate sex, good sex, or feminists, or probably something like <laughs> How Perfect. dare this have some sexy sex in it? <laughs> All right, do you have something? Do you have a, a thing prepared? Oh fuck me! Okay, um, this is ridiculous. Oh my god! Apparently, instead of cheesy pickup lines, nineteenth-century Americans gave out calling cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be like the best like it's like a baseball collector's card thing like you get together with your girlfriends like look at this one i got oh my god is this for real i hope these are real there's some pictures of them okay i'm gonna read one of these um okay so this is um a calling card that you might give may have given out in the 19th century it says invitation card come and see our new lamp you can turn it down so low there is scarcely any light at all. P.S. Our sofa just holds two. <laughs> We're going to turn the lights off, baby. <laughs> oh my couch. I love it. I love, the idea. I love the idea of them like, come sit on my couch and turn down my lamp. That's sexy. Oh my god. That's a good one. Oh man, I'm well, all fired up after talking about that book. I'm all fired up. Well, uh, well. Anyway, um, thank you for joining us yet again for another episode of Dick of the Week. Yes, we appreciate you. Just you, just you, just you, just you, dear listener. No one else. No one else. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out on our social media. You know where to find us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're yeah. good. We're so good at goodbyes. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need to be more concise, but you know, I feel like I get sometimes. I feel like our goodbyes like take a really long time because we don't want to get be done. We just want to keep talking to you, dear listeners. Yeah, I like Miss Liz a lot, so like this is like <laughs> we should probably call each other outside of talking about this. Sometimes <laughs> um, we always do like an hour of chat before we actually end up recording. So it's true. It's um, true. I think that's what ends up happening is at the end of this, we're like, oh no, it's done. We did the <laughs> 
Read the damn book. Read the damn book. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.